Welcome to the show. Here's my dad. On this episode of the Infant Adoption Guide podcast, we talk with Leanne Hale, mom of two through adoption and author of the book, Sewing in Tears, A Mother's Sorrow in Infertility and Joy in Adoption. Hey there, welcome back to the Infant Adoption Guide podcast. My name's Tim Elder. This is a podcast all about infant adoption, and this is where you get the resources, the inspiration, the hope, the stories, the community, all about infant adoption. Something you're thinking about 24-7. I know that because I've been there and done that uh, after adopting three times. Uh, Building your family through adoption is a big deal. So thank you for joining me today. We're going to have a great show because Leanne Hale is here, a mom of two through adoption. She wrote a book, a memoirs book, uh, telling her story of adopting her two boys, uh, how her and her husband did that. And I, I love it because it's really talking about the, the dealing with infertility and moving to finding the joy in adoption and the roller coaster ride it is. And I just love her heart and how, what she shares. And, uh, I, She's a huge advocate for adoption, and you're going to hear that in her voice and that, uh, and how her faith has played a part in it, too. But before we get into the interview, I wanted to quickly share with you, if you are interested in trying to find an adoption agency, and this is whether you're just starting out or maybe you're just frustrated with your current adoption agency, I invite you to come check out our new online course called Find My Adoption Agency. And you can find it at findmyadoptionagency.com. It's pretty simple. Uh, I have all the details there and how to get the course. And this is a, a just a, a, a while in the making. And I just really love how it ended up because this is something I wish we had when we started because I put all these resources in there. It's a video course that you can take as you want to go through it as fast or as slow as you want to. But there's a ton of resources in there and spreadsheets and documents to try to help you find that right adoption agency, the one that's right for you. And when you get through it, I mean, the goal is you'll, you'll find that one. I mean, that, it takes you step by step. So at the end, you will find that one, the right one for you. So I invite you to go check it out. Findmyadoptionagency.com. And there's a, even a, a couple on that page that um, describes what they got out of going through the course and that we feel like you will too. Findmyadoptionagency.com. Let's get into the interview. All right. Our guest on the show today is Leanne Hale. Welcome, Leanne. How are you doing today? Hi, good. It's so good to be here. Oh, great. I'm happy to have you too. I love sharing stories and I love having authors on and you've got both. So it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a great, great show. And I'm looking so forward to it because uh, I think it really helps a lot of people when they hear somebody else's story and see how they dealt with things. And so many of us come to infant adoption after dealing with infertility and, you know, we, we feel, and we're going to talk about this. I know about just feeling that brokenness, the hopelessness, um, as you go through negative pregnant pregnancy tests and all those things, wondering, you know, if God's ignoring your desire to be a mom and dad, you know, those those struggles. Yeah. And then, and then to work through it and get through it and, and see the beauty of adopt of adopting is just awesome. So I'm, I'm so glad you wrote this. Uh, it takes you on that emotional journey that a lot of us are on. I think almost anybody that goes through adoption is probably on some kind of an emotional uh, journey, roller coaster. 
So Definitely. let's let's dive in and, and talk about it. Uh, your your book, your memoirs. But uh, I want to ask you first, just what led you and your husband to adoption? Yeah. So well, you said it. It was um, <laughs> an unexpected infertility diagnosis early into our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried some treatments early on. Uh, we didn't go as far as IVF, and at that point, you know, God had just opened our eyes and opened our hearts that you know, adoption is how we were going to grow our family. So our oldest two boys are adopted. We got them, um, you know, straight from the hospital as infants. Our oldest is four. Second one is going to be three in August. And then we do have a biological son who will be one in August. And we are currently expecting oh, wow. so we have another one too in december so Congratulations. our lives are not slowing down anytime oh, soon wow. it doesn't look like four so that's four. Just a little <laughs> intro yeah <laughs> that's awesome and the boys yeah. that you adopted they're not sibling like biological siblings they are not okay not biological siblings no yeah no. so but they're pretty close in age that's they're pretty cool all very close in age yeah <laughs> yeah that's awesome. How, how did you start the process? Who did you turn to for help with that? Well, when we finally decided to pursue adoption, we were all in 110%, mm-hmm. but we were also 100% clueless. Um, we had <laughs> no one in our immediate family who had really adopted, nobody in our close circle of friends. Um, but I was able to get in contact with a friend of a friend of a friend. So that's three Mm. friends removed. I'd never met her. Um, But by email and text, she was just a huge encouragement to me. She and her husband were going through the adoption process a couple steps ahead of us. We actually ended up going through the same agency that they were. So really, she was just a huge help, a huge answer to prayer that I didn't even know I needed. But I definitely needed it. I had questions and she had answers. So was it, it a was local a agency help. then you went through, or was this an agency that worked with people all over the country? Um, it was local. It was about three hours away from us. Oh, okay. They work in other states. I don't think they're in every state, you know, yeah. but they are in other states in the country. So and not too yeah. far from you, so you could actually go see right. them. And, okay. Exactly. We and we did for that first meeting, so that was nice. And did that first meeting help you too? Kind of ease your mind about the whole process and how this works. Did they were they helpful in that? did. It was nice to be able to sit. It was definitely overwhelming, (laughs) um, even sitting there, but it was nice to at least just be there, see them face to face and talk to them. So, yeah. That's cool. So in your working through your infertility, you mentioned that God kind of opened your eyes to adoption. Did that come as some, um, revelation to you one day or was it just a, a, you kept praying about it and then you just realized, yeah, this is it. This is the way we need to go. Well, I will say that adoption was never anything that we talked about before marriage hindsight. That would have been an awesome conversation <laughs> to have. Um, we, to be honest, we just didn't even think of it. We didn't yeah. think of it as being one that we needed to talk about. Um, so I will say my husband was definitely on board well before I was, um, I was stubborn in my thinking. I, when, especially when we got that infertility diagnosis, Mm -hmm. it came as such a surprise. I was heartbroken. I wanted 
my pregnancy. I wanted it in my timing. And I kept telling God that I had a great plan. And I just was confused why he wasn't listening to this great plan that I had all worked out. Um, but I was driving to an infertility treatment one day and I heard a couple's testimony on the radio actually mm. and their adoption story. And it just broke me. I just, I just started crying. I didn't even want to go in the, um, to the doctor's appointment because in that moment I knew that's not how I was growing my family. And mm. I knew that adoption was how our family was going to grow. And, um, it only, all I can say is only God can change a heart like that because mm-hmm. um, I'll humble myself enough to say that my heart was definitely hardened towards adoption. And um, God just opened my eyes to the beauty of it. And just, I am so grateful for that. Yeah. You know, as wonderful as adoption is, and we've adopted three times too. So I, I know what it's like. I know I've, You've been, I've been through infertility <laughs> yeah. and all that too. And as wonderful as it is, I don't think a lot of us, talk about adoption before you're before you get married and maybe some do and right. god bless you if you do yeah right uh, yeah. but you know i don't know if a lot of us just go into those thinking well we're never going to get pregnant or we just need to be open to adoption you know we don't think that i mean everybody around you is getting pregnant and every right. you know, that's way people have babies and the world grows so exactly. you never think it's going to happen or, or or you never think you're going to have that to, to deal with so yeah. You so you adopted your two boys, and yes. then you got pregnant. So something changed in the, your your infertility treatments. Or no, we when we decided to adopt, um, we knew that's how we wanted to grow our family. I no longer even God was so gracious in not even giving me a desire to become pregnant. Um, mm. So we were not trying to become pregnant. We definitely weren't doing infertility treatments. Um, so. Yeah, that pregnancy came as a huge <laughs> surprise, <laughs> um, to say the least. It's yeah. funny because a lot of people were telling us, me personally, me and my wife, that, oh, well, you, you'll start the adoption process and then you'll get pregnant. And we're like, oh, please. Just the amount of don't. times we got those comments. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> but then it happened to you. So you're but part of the did. story. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> I know it. <laughs> uh, well, and that's great. I mean, that's yeah. that is awesome. I mean, it's uh, I love that you're open to the God's will and that that's, and that's where you came to. And, and that's super important uh, in, in your Definitely. story is to yes. be open to his will and what he wants his plans for you in your life. So I, I love that. Exactly. Um, let's get a little bit more into your story then. Um, did you do anything, uh, or how long did it take? I guess is really the question. Um, how long did you wait? So you started the adoption process, you got, went to the, agency met with them you started it how long did it take approximately from that till when your your first son was placed with you holding our boys yeah Yeah. so with our first it was a crazy fast turnaround Mm. um this is not the norm uh (laughs) only 16 days after we were officially you know home study approved waiting Mm -hmm. family um i got a text from the agency So I tell people, you know, I had 22 hours and 19 minutes from the time that I knew there was a possibility of me becoming a mom (laughs) until the time I held my son for the first time and was his mom. So obviously a huge blessing, but definitely came as a very big surprise for us. Um, 
So that was with our first. Our second, um, this time we went with an attorney, an adoption attorney. Um, and so from the time we made first contact until we held him, it was about five months. Um, and in that time, we actually experienced um, our first surprise pregnancy, um, which resulted in a miscarriage mm -hmm. um, very early on. Um, and then only about a month later, uh, we had an adoption match that fell through. Uh, so in those five months, a lot yeah. happened. Definitely. Um, we know God had it all under control and, you know, we can rest in the fact that he was sovereign, but it was, there were a lot of up and downs, um, in that time of waiting for sure. Absolutely. Boy, that is a lot to happen in that short period of time. Um, yeah. Talk about a roller coaster. Woof. Oh, it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, really tough. Uh, so, but in all in all, both adoptions happened really Very quickly. fast. Cause even five yeah. months, you know, is pretty uh, quick. Yeah. Pretty quick. Yep. So that's awesome. Uh, so yeah. what was it like, you know, when your, your first, so especially your first son, so this is your, your first child and you're yes. holding it and it's so fast. And you, so did you have, I mean, I'm sure you didn't even have time to hardly think, but then all of a sudden you're, you're in the hospital, I'm assuming. Yes. Holding your, yes. your, your first son going, wow. <laughs> we're, well, we're and he was also born, uh, prematurely. So, mm. uh, NICU was also our first like experience with the hospital oh. too. So it was a bunch of just, uh, a whole bunch of unknowns all at once. Um, but no hold, I mean. I think my husband and I would both agree that holding our boys <laughs> for the first time can't really beat that. Nothing better than that. Um, just the happiest days of our lives, really. But for me, there are also some mixed emotions um, because while it was the greatest day of my life, I knew a couple rooms down the hall, um, you know, it was one of the hardest days for their birth moms. And no matter how hard I tried, there was no way that I could ever, or I will ever fully, you know, just understand the emotions that they were going through and just feeling those two emotions, you know, being so happy, so excited, so joyful. And then just knowing the pain that they were going through, it was, a, uh, it was difficult to process, you know, having all that thrown at you so many emotions at the same time i remember so that many. Too. Yeah. yeah all three of ours were that that way just you you're happy but sad and just uh yeah hard to explain it is hard to you've explain. been there and you have yeah. been there so you know yeah it tears at you from uh, several angles you know and yeah so were you able to have some kind of a contact with their their birth moms have some open adoption yeah, so both our boys, um, we have open adoptions. They're, they look very different. Um, I've, my husband and I just agreed that we'd kind of put the ball in their court. They know that we are open to, you know, phone calls, texts, pictures. Mm -hmm. um, with our oldest son, I heard from her a couple of days after we brought him home from the hospital, and that is just a sweet, treasured text exchange that I will have forever, but, um, I have not heard from her since. And 
I know that's just, you know, it's just old wounds that it's, it's not my place to reach out and say, oh, I want to show you these pictures. I want to tell you all he's doing, you know, so we just kind of wait on them. And if one day she decides she wants to reach out, nothing would thrill me more. Mm-hmm. Um, our second son, we actually met her when she was pregnant. Um, we were in the hospital with her the day he was born, not for delivery, but after he was born, we were able to sit in the hospital with her. Um, we've met up with her since, and we periodically share text exchanges, um, and stuff. But again, I kind of leave it up to her to initiate that. And, and she does. So both are a blessing. Both just look a little bit different from each other. So yeah. Do they live close to you or are they further away? Um, relatively close. Our second, um, son, she's pretty close. Um, the other one, honestly, I'm not too sure. I know at one point she was yeah pretty close, but I don't know now. I not sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, did you understand the idea? I'm sure your agency enlightened you to what open adoption means, the openness and having that kind of a contact and, and were you pretty comfortable with that at the beginning or did you take a little bit to grasp the idea? Well, I will say my mindset completely changed on open adoption from the time we initially started. And then when we actually, um, you know, adopted our boys at first, just being completely ignorant. Um, you know, I hear all these horror stories, open adoption Mm. being the scariest thing, you know, don't do that. And I really feel like the education that you have to complete in that waiting period, at least for me, was so beneficial. It really helped me see just the beauty of open adoption and see our birth mothers in a completely different light. And I know the education sometimes gets a bad rap, you know, why do we have to jump through so many hoops to just adopt? But for me, I'm just so thankful, you know, we had it. The love that I have for my birth moms is are unlike any. And, you know, it's not a secret in our home. My boys pray for them. They pray for them by name. Um, and I don't think without the education that I had prior to that, I don't think it would have been that way for me anyway. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because you're right. I, I think especially as uh, folks start to learn about the adoption process and like, why do we have to go through, through all this stuff? Yes, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it does prepare you as much as you can. I mean, you can't fully be prepared until you experience when you experience it, it's just, uh, <laughs> right. It's it, a new it's, ball game. It's too. a new ball yeah. game. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. things, the emotion side is hard to prepare you for, but you can learn about, and especially open adoption is a huge deal. I think to, for your, I would kids. say that was the biggest eye opener for me. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. The open adoption. And a lot sure. of us ourselves and myself included, we came into the adoption world going, do we really have to have contact? Can't we just, and that's how I was. Yeah. I, Do we have to have contact yeah. here? And what does that even mean? And is it co-parenting? And da, 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 da. But yeah. So thankfully, our adoption professionals do a wonderful job of, they of do. explaining they do. it and, uh, yeah, and helping us work through that. Yeah. So I'm glad that you do that. Hopefully you can uh, have more of a relationship as, as you go and their kids get older. I think it's it's really cool. Uh, we've at varying levels in our 
family as well, but um, the part that we have a really open relationship with and we have a lot of contact with is just fun. It's just fun to share another family member, really, to share our kids And that's with. true. They are. They're, yeah. That's what they are. They're family. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's talk about, uh, I, I'm, let's jump into your book. And I know faith plays, we've already talked about a little bit here and there about how faith has played a part in your journey. Yes. But I want to ask you first, just why you decided to write your book. I know it's kind of a memoir, right? And it's called Sowing yes. in Tears, A Mother's Sorrow in Infertility and Joy in Adoption. So I love the title. <laughs> it really, it really says a lot. It says what yeah. it is. And I want to ask you why you decided to write the book and, and what's, what's in it. What do you love about it? Well, ironically, this was never supposed to be published at all. <laughs> um, it was never even a book before. Uh, I went to the hospital the first, with our oldest son. Like I was saying, you know, things happened so fast with him. So mm-hmm. I went in with a spiral bound notebook and a whole bunch of bullet points because God was just doing so many things. Um, blessing us in so many ways. And I just didn't want to forget anything. And I knew for a fact I would if I didn't write Mm. them down. And I wanted to be able to share with our son just how God, you know, brought us together as a family and how much he cared for even the tiniest details. And it was really only a couple of years ago um, on a whim that I thought about seriously turning these bullet points into sentences and paragraphs and publishing and sharing our story. Um, For me, I just feel like, and I think you mentioned this earlier, but the pain that's associated with infertility, miscarriage, um, adoption matches that don't work out, it's just not often talked about. And I get it. I'm a very private person. You wouldn't know that from reading my book, because you'll probably learn more about me than you ever wanted to know (laughs) when you read it. But um, I just wanted to share our story to open the door for other people to let them know that you are not alone. God has not forgotten about you. He's not ignoring you. Um, He is working out things behind the scenes that, you know, you don't even know about. So really, that was just the message um, that was on my heart to share. and then with the proceeds, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for adoption. I'm always looking for ways to help. I just don't always know what those ways look like. But when I decided to publish this book, I wanted to make sure that all the proceeds went back to adoption in some way. So that's why we donate 100% of the proceeds um, of our book to waiting families. I don't make a dime. Uh, the last giveaway we had was in November for National Adoption Month. And Mm -hmm. it was just awesome to be able to meet a family, pray for them and, you know, bless them with a sum of money to go towards their adoptions. That was really special. That is awesome about giving those proceeds. How do you find those waiting families? And then these people, you know, personally or locally? No, they're through, you know, through adoption agencies. So we obviously check them to make sure it's legit and we're just not giving money to anybody (laughs) off the street. And we check through with their agencies. Um, this last, the last giveaway happened kind of during COVID. So we kind of did a little zoom interview and they didn't Mm. know they were the winners. So we got to surprise them (laughs) through that. So that's on my website that you can see too, but it's just, um, 
that's just been a huge blessing to be able to do that. I look forward to the next giveaway also. Yeah, that's awesome. That is fun. Yeah. So your your book uh, has been out, uh, looks like, just over a year. and Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And you can get it on year. Amazon. You can get it on a Kindle version. You can get a paperback version. And I uh, asked anybody listening to this, go check it out uh, on Amazon. But uh, what what stories can you share, like, um, or, or maybe some of the biggest challenges, I guess, that you faced when you're on your journey and you're, you that you write about in the book that you might want to to share with the folks and like in a little bit of a teaser, I guess, on, on, on getting your book, what kind of stories yeah. can you share that would, uh, help? Well, folks? the book, um, it really just goes through, it, it starts the beginning, basically the hopefulness of, I can't wait to get pregnant. You know, we're ready mm-hmm. to get pregnant and basically starts right in with the infertility diagnosis. So if infertility is any part of your story, um, this is definitely where it started for me. So I'm sure you'll be able to relate to a lot of parts. I am very much in the cliche open book in this book. (laughs) Um, I don't hide anything. The pain is real. It's raw. It's exactly what I went through. Um, So I basically just take you on a journey of how God, you know, opened my eyes, how he was sovereign in it all, even in the pain and even in the joy. Um, so it just goes through our our journey. Um, it mostly is about our adopting to getting to our um, oldest son. And then when I was about ready to publish, we had already had our second and I was like, Oh, I can't write this book and publish this book without somehow putting him in there. So he's, he's kind of in at the end there and our third and fourth are definitely not in there. So We'll see if there's ever a round two. I don't know about that. though. Life's pretty busy over here, so we'll see. For sure. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, faith played a part, obviously, in your journey and and your memoirs in this this book. Uh, Can you talk about, you've mentioned a few times where God's like helped you and his sovereignty has helped you in this roller coaster ride. I mean, was there a time, I mean, I know there was, especially in your infertility phase, but was there a time when you're just crying out to him like, hey, what are you doing here, God? I, and then when you, and did he, did you feel like you got an answer, you know, uh, or did it take some time to get an answer or how did that yeah, work? Yeah, well, there definitely wasn't a time. There were multiple times of crying out <laughs> to God. Um, yes. I will say, um, Throughout my, well, really in between my infertility and then um, our decision to adopt, I had a little prayer room, um, and I speak of this in my book, and actually um, the very last section of my book, I listed out all the scripture um, that I had in my little prayer room taped up on the walls. Mm. So um, if that's anything that's close to you as a listener, um, there are scriptures after scriptures, um, of just being reminded of God's faithfulness. So I remember crying out so many times and really it's hard when you're in pain to hear God looking Mm -hmm. back, it's easy to see how he was working and all the ways he was working. But in that time, it's to be honest, very difficult. Um, 
I, I could think of so many scriptures that kept me going. The one that I'm thinking of right now is probably Isaiah 55, eight and nine. And that's just reminding us that, you know, his thoughts are not our, our thoughts. Mm. His ways are not our, our ways. And it was just such an encouragement to me knowing that God was the one writing my story, not me, even though at the beginning and for a while I tried to, I tried so hard to hang on to that pen, so to speak, and write my story and tell God how it needed to be and how it would work out. But those verses just reminded me that his ending or his, um, out, his final outcome was, you know, far better than anything that I could ever come up with, you know, on my own. So I would say those two verses were, um, very special to my husband and I, um, throughout that process, but along with a whole nother list that's, that I did list in the book also. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just looking through your, the chapters of your book too. And, uh, the, so part one you said is called sewing in tears, which is your, your, uh, infertility, mostly. infertility. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. going through all that. And in that you have a chapter called I'm never adopting. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was that a part of you going, you know, God, I'm, I want to get pregnant. I'm never going to adopt because this is what I want. Yeah. That was yeah. part of my hardened heart. And that was, there's in that specific chapter, there's also, um, like a footnote there that I kind of like a note to my son, so to speak. And, how I really didn't even want to put this in the book. It really scared me to write all that. Um, but it was such a huge part of where I came from before. And mm -hmm. I felt like if I'm going to be honest, if I'm going to be sharing this story in hopes that other people will, you know, not feel alone, like, you know, like I did, then I need to be honest. I need to say, how hard my heart was. And that's how hard it was that I said to God, I, you know, I'm not doing this. Don't make me do this. I can't <laughs> tell you how many prayers I prayed in the beginning. Don't lead me to this. I will do anything. I, I can't adopt. I just told God, I can't, I just can't do it. And then, you know, you tell God you're not going to do something and he there laughs. you go. <laughs> yeah, he laughs and says, well, yep. let so, me <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just wanted to make, that's a, I guess a good example of how, real and raw this book is. I mean, I was honest. I didn't sugarcoat anything. Yeah. I said it how it was. So. so what surprised you the most about being a mom through adoption? I mean, I know it happened so fast, but now maybe you've had a little bit of time to, to think about it and look and think about what has surprised yeah. you the most. I'm sure a lot of things have surprised me. Um, people instantly fell in love with our boys. That was <laughs> never a problem. That was never an issue. Um, I think what maybe surprised me a little was that I had to, and I use the word defend, I don't know if that's the right word, but defend our birth moms. Um, most people were very loving and understanding, but there were some that, and I want to say in their defense, you know, they were just as clueless as I was prior to adoption. I had the advantage of doing all that education and learning about it. They didn't. So um, I just felt the need 
um, to kind of teach them how, you know, birth mothers are not the enemy. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, to just to see them, like I was saying earlier, in a different light, um, you know, and no matter what the circumstances were that led to them placing their child for adoption, in the end, you have to remember they chose life. They didn't have to do that. They chose life for that child. And I do go more in depth um, in my book about that topic because it's just very, um, it's close to my heart. Mm -hmm. But um, I just never wanted to hear a bad word spoken about them um, or any birth mother for that matter. So I just found myself doing some teaching and that teaching was not anything formal. It was just talking, you know, to friends and strangers even of, you know, they're an important part of our family. They are our family. So this is how we're going to speak about them and we're not going to speak about them in any other way, in any negative way. So, you know, you know what, and that risk that will also spill in over into how your kids see you and, you know, the respect and love that you show their birth moms, their birth families is respecting and loving them because that's part of, right. they are part of their world. They're part of their life, no matter if they're actually there, you know, having communication with them or not. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's going to be huge, especially when you're, and I will say you might older. not think that your young kid, like if you've adopted and you've got young kids, you might not mm-hmm. think that they know or even can comprehend that. But I will say my four-year-old speaks about them. He talks about them. He asks questions about them. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it, it matters. It's like you said, it's, it is part of them. So it definitely matters. And you never yeah. know what's going to happen. You know, they, their birth moms or birth families could come back into their lives a lot more. And, right. uh, you know, you'll, because you're already talking to them about it, they know they're adopted. They know they have birth families. That's yeah. huge. Uh, and I always tell people that, uh, that adoption does not end when that child's place with you. It begins because you got a yes. whole lifetime of, of that, of those kids being part of your family and their birth families being part of your family. So yes, that's huge. Yeah. Uh, at the end of your book, your, your part three of your book is called a call to the church. Can you talk about that and why, uh, what's, what that section's about? Yeah, I, th- that's just more of, I guess part of it is kind of what we just talked about. Um, you know, the teaching of Mm -hmm. loving our birth mothers and, um, but then the other part is just for the church to open their eyes that this is a need, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the church as a whole definitely stands against, um, abortion and they're very vocal about that, but how much more so could they be, shouting out adoption and, you know, doing that, being the hands and feet of Jesus. It's just, it's just a call to do that. It's just a call to, um, love like Jesus loved. And, you know, I would love to see more people in the church, um, go this route or help this route in, in any way possible, instead of just kind of hanging back behind the scenes and not definitely not that everybody hangs back behind the scenes. I don't want to make it sound like that at all, but just, um, just a call to action really. Yeah. To speak about it more. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, my friend Terry over at unplanned good, 
Uh, she's doing some great work in trying to just get the word out. And she's got some unbelievable statistics about how um, some of these expectant moms don't even know adoption's an option for them uh, yeah. or where to go you know, to get and to, to learn see, more that's about a it. Problem. That's a <laughs> yeah. huge problem. I mean, yeah. man, what, what a great effort Terry is making uh, to, to try to get that word out more. And I think we can all do that in our own little worlds, our own little <laughs> sections, right. our own little churches. We can, we and can even get that word in out. In my book, when I list out like, you know, ways that the church can help, it's not mm -hmm. just adopting a child. I mean, there are so many different things that you right. can, ways that you can help without actually doing that. But I also do feel like that shouldn't be a, I think more people probably could adopt if, you know, don't, don't just sell yourself short and say, oh, that's, that's not for me. I'll help someone else. You know, I didn't think it was for me, certainly. And, um, turns out it was so. Yeah. And I think oh, probably a lot of us, and I don't want to make assumptions for anybody listening to this, but, uh, there, I'm certainly, I did it. You did it. Go through this moment of, I don't really, why do I have to build my family through adoption? How come I can't just get right. pregnant? And that sounds bad. But yeah. that really does, it is the thought that pops in your head. And however long you sit on it or, or pray about it, uh, it does go through your mind. Uh, or at least it did for me. And that sounds like yeah. it did for you. Definitely, yeah. Uh, but, so, you know, you know, telling your story and having this, this interview and your book especially is going to, to really help people like it helped you. I mean, when you're going down the road and you're hearing somebody's testimonial, somebody's going to be doing the same thing listening right. to this interview. I hope so. That's my prayer. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So somebody listening to this right now is going to go, oh, man, yeah, adoption is for me. That's the power of you writing your book and coming onto the show. So I thank you for, for doing that. And I, <laughs> I love sharing people's story just because of that. Even if you have one person that you, you help, it's, it's definitely, definitely worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. Well, I thank you for even doing this podcast. I love listening to the you know, guests that you have on your show and just, it's an encouragement to me and I've already adopted. So <laughs> you reach a lot of people. Yes. That's, that's a good thing. Uh, we, we got to keep it up because uh, community is huge for us. And like you said at the very beginning, yes. you know, you didn't know anybody and you went to a no. friend of a friend of a friend to, to right. try to yeah. find somebody that could help you and thank God you did. Uh, but community is so important to us. And, uh, that's why we have our Facebook group and uh, we try like crazy to, get people the support they need as they go through the journey. But um, with that being said, let's, uh, before we close out, I wanted to see if you had any other extra tips or resources or anything for somebody listening to this hasn't adopted yet. They're considering an infant adoption. Uh, what tips or resources do you have for them? Well, my tip, like you just said, is definitely to talk to someone um, who's gone before you, who's going before you. I mean, it just, I know you just said it, but it is just such a huge help. It's an encouragement and you need encouragement at that mm -hmm. time, whether you've come from an infertility background or not, even if you've planned forever to adopt, you need the encouragement of other people who have gone before you. And that was, you know, that's been one of the biggest blessings of writing my book. I've been able to meet and form connections with people, total strangers who I never would have met that are, you know, walking a similar path as I did. And I hope it's been an encouragement to them, but it's definitely been an encouragement to me just to be able to pray for them. Um, yes. So that's been great. I would also say, um, this isn't a resource, just a tip. Um, but 
I think it's very important to, if you have come from an infertility background, to grieve your infertility first. Um, mm -hmm. Don't adopt as just this second best option. If I had done that right away, when I found out the infertility diagnosis, that would have been awful. It would have been awful for um, the child. It would have been awful for the birth families. It would have been awful for mm -hmm. me. Um, it's important. It's, it's a devastating hit unless, you know, some people, I guess, may know about their infertility prior to um, starting to grow a family, but especially if it came as a surprise, it's, it's painful. And it's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry out to God, cry to your husband yes. about that, but grieve it first before you jump into adoption. You, you have to do that. Um, I hundred percent agree. hundred percent yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super important. Okay. So I'm going to do something I have never done on this podcast before. Oh, yikes. <laughs> and it's, uh, because you inspired me and I think the Holy Spirit's inspired me and I just want to pray for those who are listening. Yeah. So let's do it real quick. Okay. Okay. Father God, we humbly ask you to help anybody listening to this who may be feeling that brokenness, maybe feeling that hopelessness. Maybe they're dealing with infertility Maybe they're going through this negative pregnancy test after negative pregnancy test, month after month. They're crying out to you. Maybe they don't even know to cry out to you. We ask you, as our sovereign God, to come to us, comfort us, comfort that person, listen to this, give them some peace, help them to work through what they're going through. Show them your plan. Show them your will. Open their heart, open their mind to go down that path that you want them to go. No matter what deep-rooted pain they may have, whatever they have going on in their life, you are the source of joy. And we know this, and we appreciate this, and we accept this, and we glorify you for this. For, so, Father God, we ask you to help those people listening right now to be affected by this, to take it into their heart, to pray about it and receive your will for them. We ask this in your name. We pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks for allowing me to do that. I've never done that with the show before, but <laughs> I just felt led to do it. And I, cause I feel it takes me back. Yeah. <laughs> so easily to the place where we were feeling that emotion and we're praying and we're crying out to God and all that. And it's so important to, like you said, deal with it and grieve about it and go through it and decide what's right for you. So, Definitely. ah, thanks for letting me do that. Yes. So thank you. as we close, uh, I want to ask you though, if, how can people get a hold of you? What, where can people connect with you? Get your book. I'm, I know I'm looking at it on Amazon right now, so I know you can get it on Amazon. Definitely uh, find it on Amazon, yep. Um, I have a Facebook author page, uh, facebook.com slash book. I've recently started moving some of my platform to um, Instagram. So if you're on Instagram, I'm at book. So um, 
I have an email to sewingintearsbook at gmail.com if you want a more personalized, uh, yeah. if you want to talk about anything or um, that. So uh, you that, can remember Sewing in Tears book. You can find me pretty much anywhere. Yes. So. Yes. Uh, and we'll put all those links in the show notes so you don't have to try okay. to remember to uh, write down anything. Uh, uh, they can find it at uh, in the show notes at infiniteoptionguide.com forward slash 93 because this is our 93rd episode so thank you Leanne for coming on the show and joining me and just sharing your heart and I I hope a lot of people get your book because it's it's an inspiration and I think folks will really really get a lot out of this interview and a lot out of your book and uh, go on Instagram and and Facebook and and see her beautiful family Uh, you got some great pictures there (laughs) these kiddos Uh, and I'm you'll be uh, updated a little more here after December comes around. So congratulations That's on your, right, yes. your latest, your number four. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you having me on. It's been a blessing to be able to talk to you and um, just have this chat this afternoon. Very good. Thanks for coming on the show, Leanne. Thank you. Take care. All right. Great interview with Leanne. Oh man. Just feeling that emotion, um, come back to me uh, after hearing her story and what she went through and it brings me back to what my wife and I went through and our three adoptions and are going through our infertility. And I just hope you got a lot out of it. I hope this was inspiring to you. I hope it spoke to your heart in some way. I invite you to go to the show notes for this page at infantadoptionguide.com forward slash 93. And there you'll find the links that we talked about, some of the things, uh, other things that we've talked about in the show. You can listen to this over again. And uh, I invite you to subscribe to the show too on your favorite podcast platform, whether it be iTunes or Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, I invite you to please subscribe to it so you don't miss an episode. They come to you automatically and you can keep on listening. And if you have any ideas for the show, something you're like, ah, oh, I wish we'd talk, I wish you'd talk about that. That'd be really cool if you could if I could hear this part of the infant adoption world or just send me an email at Tim at infant And one more thing, and we talked about this a little bit in the interview, but we have a Facebook page, a Facebook group. It's an awesome community, about 3000 people right now, and it's growing and just so many people in there that are in the same place as you are, whether that is at the very beginning of the stage of, of learning about infant adoption, or maybe they've already adopted there's people in there that have been there and done that and are, are in the same place you are. And we all help each other, support each other. I'm the admin of the group. I, I, I ask you a few questions to get in. We're very protective of the group. We want it to be a safe place. But go to infiniteadoptionguide.com. At the top of the page, you can see how to get into the Facebook group. So I invite you to do that. And until next time, you are in my prayers as you go on the journey to adopt building your family through adoption. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time on the next episode of the Infinite Adoption Guide podcast. Thanks for listening to my dad.